Welcome to another episode of Forgot My Transmitter. I'm your host, Dave Campbell, and today's chat is with Dean Summers from Georgia. Most of you will know him as the guy who paints big holiday-themed decorations on his lawn. He explains why he does that, as well as shares a lot of advice from his 20 years of experience and his personal damage stories. So let's get started. Thanks for coming on the show, Dean. Tell us a little about yourself. Well, I'm 65. I've been locating for over 20 years. I got into it through a friend of mine. Well, actually, he wasn't a friend of mine. I was driving down the road. I owned a, a company, and I was driving by, and I saw him out there walking on the road. I stopped and introduced myself. And he was a district manager for a company, and we were talking, and he told me he'd be interested in hiring me on after we got done talking, and he got me into it. Then I found out that his brother was into it, and he turned me on some other of his friends, mentors. You know, I mean, I've learned a lot from a lot of these guys. Yeah, that's good. But but then I, I took another position down the road. It was offered to me, and I went up above. He was just doing a locate. I got into the GPR, the mapping side, yep. and all that. So now I'm like his mentor. Okay. So you've been with the same company for 20 years? No. You know how they usually do it? You, you, they get a contract, and then somebody else comes along, Yeah. and they buy them out, and then you just go with them, and then they lose the contract, so you go to them. I've, I've been doing it over 20 years. Right now, I own my own. I do my own private locates. Okay. That's nice. Which I, I like doing it. I've got me some equipment that I really like. I got some antique equipment that I like. Yeah. You know, I got me a high porn 200, you know, with a dual transmitter. So yeah, it, it's pretty cool. It's fun to use. So 20 years ago, what, what equipment did you use? RDs. I yeah. started on an RD. And then I picked me up a Metric Tech, a Vivox. Some more pipe horns, stronger RDs, you know, and just learning from individuals like my mentor, his name, I can just say his first name, Tom, awesome guy. He's been doing it, has to be over 30 something years. So he showed me some tricks and stuff like that. But again, he just, he's never done mapping or GPR. So... I've been doing that, and it's it's fun. So is that your main? Uh, what GPR? No, just locating overall. I mean, I find it fun. You know, yeah. the bleed offs and stuff, and you know, I just had to get used to when I did private locates. You know, you don't got prints. No. So what you do is usually call the company, the phone company, and all that, and just tell me you want the engineer prints, and that's how you get the prints but they're totally different than what you used to see in, on the computer. I mean, there's everything in there, and they don't eliminate where they say, you know, abandoned lines or something like that. So, you know, you try to do the best you can, then you put your pipe horn down, and it picks everything up. So, you know, so far, knock on wood, I've done it good, and nobody's hit anything. So, like I said, it just makes you kind of nervous, but then it's fun. Yeah. You know, you just want to make sure you've done it right and all that. 
Yeah, he's like doing privates, you always get those butterflies when you first go to the site. It's like, oh, am I going to be able to do this? Maybe I'm going to be able to find everything for them, right? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. And then you're you're looking, you know, as you're driving up to it, the first thing you're doing, you're looking for the boxes, you know, and you pull up the one. I pulled up one here a couple weeks ago, and I don't know how many cross boxes I had, and then I saw the fiber boxes. And then I saw the meters on the fiber boxes and the gas valve, you know, going, Oh boy. Then, you know, you know, you're in, you're in for a a treat. And then you still got those non-locatable fibers around. So you're going, Oh boy, you know, so yeah, the butterflies and did I do this right? Do that. So I take my time and my best equipment. I believe that I have is my pulse hole diggers. Cause I just, if I can't find it, you know, I'll dig it until I find it. Right. Yeah, just if you sense that there's something there, let's see what it is. Yeah, Exactly. And, you know, and I'm sure everybody's done it before. You know, in the middle of the night, you wake up and go, did I locate that right? Or did I do this? Or did I so? And then, you know, you always got to put your offsets down. But then you got companies or individuals that subdivisions, they don't want you to put offsets down. So you got to try to cover yourself. Yeah. So you put you flag it, you take pictures, and but so far, like I said, knock on what I, I've done everything okay, and yeah. I've been real happy. Yeah. When the word gets out there, so I'm getting more people calling me, and asking me to come out and do some locates for them. And then, like I said, I, I my friend Tom taught me. We worked for a company that everybody worked for in the beginning. So I shouldn't even say the name. Everybody knows which one it is. Yeah. yeah. And everybody, you know, you get online, you'll see people talk bad, but they talk. They taught you, you know, and they teach you the basics. And then it's it's up to you. You can just throw the paint down. Yeah, I, I met a couple of people say, when in doubt, put paint out. But you can't really do that. Because I used to be a heavy equipment operator, so I know both sides. Yeah. In the sense of, I remember how nervous I was when I put the uh, bucket in the ground. Was it located correctly? You know, so that's one of the reasons why I stopped the car that one day and asked that gentleman um, about all this stuff. And I, so I know both sides of the story. How long have you been doing the private side? Oh, for a couple of years now. Okay. It can get pretty expensive. You start missing the free cases of paint because now you got to buy it yourself and you got to buy the flag. And you just start getting real skinny on it because, you know, when people would give you the paint, you know, you can put those four foot lines there if you want to do or whatever, yeah. put a bunch of flags. But when you're paying it for yourself, you know, you got to watch it. I had somebody. The other day, after I can do a private locate, he goes, but I don't want no flag. I just want the paint. Well, it's raining. Huh. So and I said, look, let's just hold off a couple of days here. Let it dry down so I can put the paint so I know it ain't going to, you know. I mean, I can come back and do it again for you. But when the ground's already wet, the grass is wet, and it's going to keep on raining hard. It's no sense of me doing it, especially without the flag. And he said he didn't want the flag due to the fact he didn't want to, drive down and see all the flags that I go, well, I always pull them up afterwards and take yeah. pictures. But again, they're the customer and they're paying. So you do what they ask. Yeah. Did you survive the paint shortage of 2021? Yeah. Yeah. 
I, I picked and choose what I was going to do. And if somebody came up and said, look, I got some water lines. I don't know where they go. I go, well, you know, I have so much paint. I have to do it in a different color. Or that's where I got really big into flags. Yeah. You know, because the flags, they have plenty of flags. Yeah. The only problem I had with the paint shortage is on my side here. I've been doing it for my grandkids. And my daughter, every year, I'll do a big pumpkin in the yard. Okay. And it, if you look at my Facebook pages, you'll see them. Yeah. And, you know, I just make a big old pumpkin, pumpkin in orange. And I'll put it on there about the locators, you know, locators of America. Yeah. And when that shortage was going on, people were really upset yeah. with me yeah. about that. But we don't got no orange. But what, how can you do it? I said, what? Say what a waste and stuff like that, but I've been doing it for years, ever since I started locating. I, but now it's uh, my neighbors look forward to it. Now I do um, basically all the holidays. I just do my yard, do a big pumpkin, do American flag, do a big Easter bunny, big shamrock. Yeah, just nice. for the holidays, and people recognize it and stuff like that. And uh, I've been asked one of the children's hospital about doing one of them for them pumpkin or for the holidays so the kids could see it and all that no yeah. problem you know whatever makes kids happy that's right no that's good that you're getting out there doing other things oh yeah but like i said i, I really like it it's it's interesting and it's always different and if you like those puzzles where's waldo we're going where's you where's the utilities it's something like that I I tell people. Yeah, exactly. And and then you get some people out there who wants to talk with you and walk. They want to know everything that you're doing. and yeah. Or they know where all the lines are. And they go, do you hook up? With it? well, it's, not, it's not there. It's right here. So you got to dig it up to them and show them. And then they'll say, well, they must have moved it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you, know, you just shake your head. Yep, they must have. That's right. Yeah. The gas line, they moved that gas line for you or the water line when you weren't home one day. Yeah. But, you know. Yeah. But I, I, I find it's, it's a real good field to get into right now because they're putting more and more stuff in the ground and it's getting more hectic. But I believe you can go anywhere basically and be located, anywhere in the world. Yeah. You know, if you think about it, everybody needs to locate. And the more they're putting the internet in and stuff like that, they're going to need you. So I, I believe it's a real good field to be in right now. Yeah, with all the fiber that's going in, everybody wants to protect their, their fiber lines more than their oh, old, yeah. old copper lines. Oh, yeah, exactly. And then you're finding the companies that are putting it in, they're actually coming out and helping you. Hey, if you need anything or if you need my prints or something like that, just let me know and I'll be more than glad because they don't want nothing. No. And a lot of, I find a lot of contractors – they're coming up. I think they're pulling more to the private sometimes because, and it's not the 811 fault or everybody else. I mean, they're overwhelmed. I mean, I can manage my tickets and say, look, I only want to do eight or 10. Where some of these companies are making these people doing 30, 40 tickets a day. They have to. Yeah. When they, you know, they want to be able to stay longer on each stop, but they can't. No. We're, that's my benefit is I can say, no, I know that's going to be a big project. It's going to take me all day. Now, I don't have to worry about racing to somebody else. That's all. No. Which 
the other people, and I, and I know the other companies have individual locates, and then they had the long side locates, and even the long side locates, they're getting overwhelmed. And the biggest thing, too, is you, you hook up and you're trying to locate it, and then you, you got so much stuff that's in the ground that abandoned and stuff like that, or yeah. I don't miss that too much where you're driving by, and I'm sure every locator knows that they buy a stop, and all of a sudden they'll see that little what do you call a little trailer in a truck right where you got done locating. So your heart's skipping real quick and they hit something here or something like that. And everybody goes through it. Tom, the guy that trained me and he said, there's two types of locators. There's a locators that had a hit and there's another locator that's going to get hit. He goes, no matter what you do, you can't sit there and say it'll have, and I know there's going to be people saying, Oh, I've never been hit. You've been lucky, but you're lucky so far then. Yeah. I've I've got hit before when I first started the scope of the ticket. I marked the front yard. I didn't know it was like a quarter of a mile long front yard. Oh, <laughs> I've wow. never seen nothing like that. Right where I stopped, four feet beyond it is where they board across and they hit, I think it was like a 12 pair. Yeah. You know, but still they hit it, but again, the scope of the ticket said mark the entire property when they own that whole property. So yes, I was at fault. Yeah. It's just but, one little, know, one little slip up, one little thing like that, that'll, that'll get you eventually. Oh yeah, exactly. And I, and then when you're racing and stuff like that, and then you get up the next morning, you go to your first stop and where's my transmitter? Yeah. <laughs> you know? yeah. <laughs> and you're going, Oh, wait a minute. Did I leave? And you go back there and sure. It is, sure enough. There it is. humming away saying, dang. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and that's because you're just rushing, rushing and you're tired. You just want to get home or you're trying to beat the rain or yeah. stuff like that. But overall it's, it's, it's a lot of fun, you know? Yeah. I mean, I, I enjoy it. I enjoy it. And, Tom would always say, it's right here. I can put my foot down. He'll go right up there and he's located certain areas so many times. You can put his foot right there. You dig down and sure enough, it's there. Yeah. Yeah. You know, so you start learning, but then that's when you had your old copper lines and now you don't. I mean, the phone lines, now this, the fibers, are, they're so expensive now. And you just, on my side, my own insurance and stuff like that, it's just got to be careful. That's all there is to it. And people ask me, what do you do when you can't find out in private locate? I go, well, I, I call the phone company or I'll call the gas company. And then I tell the homeowners, look, I've done the best that I can. This is what I come up with. You know, yep. again, I'll bring out the postal diggers. and But when they say, hey, there's a fiber here, it's non-locatable. What do you do? That's right. You can try to witch it, but then you can have a root there too. So it, you just do it and you just be honest. I have no problem calling, say, Tom or something that I know has been in the area and asking him or something like that. If you get in a little jam, just reach out to people. Yeah, make good contacts. Exactly. I've even called, spoke to individuals that work for different companies. Company. The people are all in the exact same boat. They're willing to help. I've never had somebody say, oh, no, I'm not going to tell you. I've been locating this. Everybody's always been, and I do it all the time for new people. I'll say, look, turn your game down. 
I can hear four houses up here. Yeah. Right? You know, they'll put it way up there, and you say, no, you want to pinpoint it. Turn the game down. Like I said, I don't mind helping. No. And and I find, and I'm sure you've done it, where you've asked people, and they help you. That's right. If you're a, a different company, they're just willing to help. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I was doing the big pipeline project, and there was this private company that, that is locating everything at the same time I was doing the, the public stuff. So we were going okay. back and forth and, and we basically just, I located half of it. They located the other half and they just double checked. I just double checked their work and we got along, did the whole project in no time. Yeah. And, and yeah, everybody's willing to help. And, and we, yeah, make friends too, because they were all in the exact same predicament about it. Yeah. Where is everything going? And then when you get, I find the only problem you really come into is when you start working plants. And the plants will have somebody come and doing plumbing, and then they don't put it down on their things. And it's a lot of the CVC, no tracer wire. I've been at a plant before where we were putting in new power. Yeah. And the foreman, the person, we buried it. And we put the tape on it. You know, everybody knows it's only good for like five years, but it's safe yeah. caution, power. And a foreman was just pulling it up. What are you doing? He goes, that's just trash. I said, it's not trash. You're working construction. And you don't know what that is. Yeah. You know? So, and then you find people like that and you go into a plant and they say, oh, well, we got a new water line we put in here and it's all PVC. There's no tracer wire. I'm going, Okay. Just the other day, I had to locate a person's property, which is pretty cool. And it's the first time that they had one of those robotic mowers. Oh, yeah. Okay. And that was really interesting because you just put your pipe and you just turn it on and any frequency. And I had to walk the whole barrier of the property and it just sang like crazy. That's the first time I've done one of those, the robot. I've done the dogs. Yeah. And, but the robot, and that, that was pretty cool. I've never done one of that, so it was something different. Do you know what frequencies those robot wires run on? It's a super fine. I I just did it with my pipe holding the, the 800. Oh, okay. You just put it on there. Well. But it screamed like crazy. I mean, you can even put it on the power mode, you know, with your RD if you wanted to. But I just wanted to make sure, you know, and I just laid it right on top. I could see right where the wire was being down here in the south. It's easy to see the wires, and they're maybe an inch deep at that. Yeah. So you, you saw the wire. You put it right on there. I didn't want to clamp to it because I think I would have cut the wire. You could see it was a super, super thin wire. Yeah. And then they had, they did the whole dot around the whole property. But then they had another wire. That ran up where if the wire ever got cut on the property, the mower would go back to the station, and there's a separate wire all for that that runs inside the property. So wherever it is, the mower knows it goes to that wire, and it'll face it right back and bring it right back to its station. Okay. And the guy didn't even know he had that. And I was getting a signal. I just happened to walk across in that, and I had my RT. And I just walked, and it went real fast on the power mode, so I knew it was something. And I just started tracing it, and it was going right down the middle of the yard, all the way around the house, and tipped me right to the station where that was. And then he said, oh, that's right. They buried that. Yeah. 
so like I said, it was something new. Yeah. And the first time I I came to one of those dog fences that I was doing a locate with my friend Tom and some other guys, and we're doing a lot of large project down here in Augusta, North Augusta, and a little dog come running up to me. He was jumping up on me, and I picked it up, you know, doing it. But as I was walking away, the dog would yip a little bit, and he just got that, you know, and I said, look, what's wrong, you know, talking to the dog, petting it and all that. Yeah. And I was walking up to the guy showing, this is a busy street. I want this dog to get hit. And the dog was starting yipping, yipping, yipping. And then all of a sudden, your homeowner came up and he goes, there's an electric fence here for him. You're across the line. That's why he's yipping. Yeah. <laughs> I felt so bad, you know. <laughs> but I didn't know no. that he had a, a dog fence. That's the first time I ran into that. Yeah. And I, just, <laughs> I let that dog go more than that and ran into the house so fast. <laughs> I felt bad. <laughs> I said, is that way? He, I think it was like a little miniature poodle or something like that. Is that way? Is, hair so curly and getting zapped all the yeah. time or what what yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what can you say i felt like an ass yeah but there's a lot of interesting things when you're doing this type of business yeah see you can make it a good day or a bad day yeah. it's all up to you like at least on my end doing a private i've done the other ones like everybody else had to do and that can be extremely stressful yeah. You know, so that's why I was I was glad to get into the private side and picking up equipment and just having a good time doing it, setting my own hours. Like I said, I'm, I'm close. I'm about a year and a half out where I can actually retire if I want to, but I just like doing what I'm doing. I can work half a day. I'm in the old cars. I got a Model T that I'm doing, a Model A that I'm restoring. Oh, nice. So I get to have fun yeah. doing that kind of stuff. Do you have any employees, or is it just you? Well, I got, when I was younger, I thought I was a little gigolo, and the good Lord blessed me with five daughters. Okay. So, yeah, they helped me. That's good. (laughs) Yeah, call it payback. I don't know. That's what my wife said was payback. Yeah. So they'll help me, and then once in a while, I'll I'll see somebody that I know, and they'll say, hey, do you got anything coming up? And I have a big project. I'll let them do it. Just give them a 1099, say, so take your own taxes out. But yeah. you, you get to know the people. I mean, I trust my daughters. I mean, they'll come up. They can't find it. They'll say, Dad, you know. But And the other guys I I worked with before. It's just you got your good and your bad people. And it's obviously you don't want nobody to get a cut because it's, it's my insurance. Yeah. I'm the one paying. Like I said, knock on wood, I haven't had paid anything yet. And I am actually hitting the wood as we're saying that. Yeah. So uh, uh, the paint thing, um, the paint's expensive now. Yeah. And I've noticed um, the paint sticks. They got those newer ones with the wheels on it, and they got those wheels in the middle, and it's taking forever to try to change the paint cans and stuff like that. I One of my vehicles is an old Volvo. I'm into old cars, obviously. It's a 90. And I had to teach my daughters not to leave the paint can in the paint stick. And if you do, at least turn it so it can't trigger it. Yeah. Because they got some paint on the inside of my Volvo and all that. When yeah. It's just something you got to learn. But being down the south, I don't got to worry about cans really freezing that bad. 
No. I've been up there, up in Denver located. I located I located a lot of different places. Utah, Kansas, South Carolina, Florida, obviously Georgia, you know, North Carolina. I've been a lot of places and I've dealt with a lot of frozen paint. Yeah. And I've learned not to put them up in the window in the heat and let the heat fold on it and that can be awful dirty. Yeah. And messy. So but it, it, like I said, I mean, you have the right equipment. Most definitely, the older you get, you want to invest the money and buy a good pair of boots because that will definitely save you. I've learned that the hard way. I go out and I'll drop two or $300 for a good pair of boots, and I can walk a couple miles and all that easily. But again, you're getting older, and you, just, you start learning all this stuff. Now, how long have you been located for? I I did similar privates for 10 years in my own business, just private locating of septic tanks and sewer lines. For, oh, okay. Mainly for home inspections. People who are buying a house, they wanted oh, buying okay. a house out in the country, okay. and they wanted to know exactly what they were getting, what type of septic system, where it was, and how to use it. Oh, okay. Yeah. It's a, like I said, it's, it's a fun fun job. Yeah, it, you can make it stressful, or you can just, you know, the biggest thing is if you got any questions, just ask. And I just found out the other day. I don't know what was going on, but I didn't know they had a water-based black paint. Oh. I never knew that. Have you? Do you know that? No, I haven't seen a black paint. No. Yeah, it's water-based black paint, and I, I just totally freaked. I said, "Shoot, I got to try that." I'm gonna use it for the pumpkins. <laughs> oh yeah, you know. Right. Yeah, I think they're like nine ninety nine a can. I mean, that's what I pay. Yeah, but I make sure I get the paint can. I get every little bit out. <laughs> when yeah. you're paying it for yourself, you get you make sure you get it all. And then after when I'm done, I still take the pictures and I try to do the. You put your offsets on a flag and put it behind a tree or a post or something to cover your butt. Tom taught me that. Like I said, Tom, Tom was a great mentor. He took his time with me, showed me a lot of stuff. And his brother does it, and a lot of his friends. And I noticed there's in this type of business when you got people that's been doing it for years, they know everybody knows everybody. Yeah. And you're all friends. You might be different. They might own their own business too, doing on private locate, but they're willing to help, which I really appreciate a lot of it. And you, you know, your friends, and you all have horror stories and stuff like that, or you have some good times or some funny things, like I said, with that puppy. Yeah, I didn't know. <laughs> yeah. But it's interesting. Like I said, that other day I went to one, and I have all those cross boxes, fibers, and gas lines. When you can't see no power, I, I probably drove for about a good half mile. I didn't see no power line nowhere. Really? Now I'm trying to find the boxes, and I've been seeing the solar where you're trying to hook up to that and all that, and that seems to run pretty good. Yeah. The ones I've done so far seem to do really good. Have you done any but, windmills? No, I had an opportunity, and I still have an opportunity. I've been talking to somebody out west, and they have a number of them. And I approached them when I was with a company, but I can't do anything now 
because I have, you know, when you sign that paper, you got like a year, year and a half, you can't approach. Right. And they didn't approach the company. I approached them because I was in charge of the state of Colorado doing locates. And I had people work for me there, but I was a sales rep too. And it was just doing a good job. I did Colorado, Wyoming, and Utah, Nevada, and all that. And your name gets out there, and they'll approach you. Yeah. And I left the company, and I became real good friends with the guy. And he asked me, can I do it? I said, I can't do anything in the state. He goes, well, I want to keep your name, if you don't mind. And when it's up, call me. Yeah. I said, okay, I'll do that. So I'm hoping to get that down the road too. So maybe subcontract that out for me. Yeah. I met a guy on Locators of America named Stephen, Stephen, and a really nice guy way up there in Washington. And he's taught me a lot of stuff doing on the private side. He told me where to go. And because I asked him, what kind of pricing would you get? And he told me what he started at about 10 years ago and he's helped me. So I told him, you know, if he needs anything down here, vice versa, I'll let him know. There's a gentleman I met in North Carolina does private locates, but he can't come all the way down here. I'm in Georgia. He's in North Carolina, but he gets a lot of calls from South Carolina and I'm closer. So he gives me them. And then I have some that's up in North Carolina that I'll give to him. So you you find people willing to help each other, which is really cool. Yeah. Do you have any damage stories? I saw, I didn't know the guy personally. I felt really bad for him. He was located in Charleston. Well, what happened was they were digging up part of the road, and the guy came with a saw and went right across the road with the saw. And he wiped out the naval base fiber, the weather station fiber. I mean, it was like, Eight to twelve different fibers he wiped out. Wow. He shut Charleston down. Yeah. I mean, and I think they worked like for five, six days straight around the clock to try to get everything back up. And in Charleston, you know, the fibers were there, but they just never and they were like right under the road, three, four inches. Yeah. So he, he got it and he felt so obviously he was terminated, but to this day, you know, it's a scary. Yeah, it is. It is scary when they're just so close under the concrete or asphalt. The... Oh yeah, and the contractors. No, but like I said, the city because it, it's happened like every four or five years they say it happened. So why doesn't anybody just bury them deeper once and for all? But I don't know. I had that one. I told you uh, about the scope of the ticket. I had a four-strand fiber where it was a weird thing. They were drilling, and they were going to bore underneath the road. And I hooked up, and I marked everything out real good. But I did not mark where they were boring. The machine was right on top of it. So Uh when they came straight down, it hit that. And what it, you know, kicked myself in the butt because my friend Tom, 
offered, he goes, you know what? We need to check that because I was learning at the time. He goes, we need to check right where their machine is. Yeah. He goes, so don't forget that. Because they, they dropped I the stabilizer that. bars in, right? Is that what hit it? Yeah. And it just got it. And it was it was the weirdest thing. That's the first time I saw where the minute they hit it, they knew it. And all of a sudden, it's like five or six houses, their doors all open at almost the exact yeah. same time. And these ladies came out saying, hey, my internet's down, my internet's down. And I couldn't believe how fast. Yeah. I mean, and how fast they knew instantly that the internet was down. I mean, they must have been sitting on their internet the whole time. Yeah. I had that, and I had another one where it was a gas line. Well, it was a gas service. And I walked up to it. It was a good ways from the road. I think it was like 60 feet from the road. And matter of fact, Tom, he was teaching me, and he said, go around the house, check for it. See if there's a meter. Yeah. I looked, couldn't find anything. And now, but they are, point, they already hit it. And he goes, did you check it? I said, yes. He goes, let me go check it. He walked around the whole house. He couldn't find it. And it wasn't on the prints. Huh. But what it was is it was the gas company came up. They went right to it because they're the ones that put it right in. And it was behind like stairs and a bush. It was right between it. And we didn't have to pay for it because it should have been on because it was a pretty big service. I think it was, I think Tom was saying it was like larger than a half inch or something gas okay. line. Yeah. So it should have been on the front and they didn't yeah. have it. Those are the three that I've had. And again, it's just it's a trial and error. It's, you don't want to have a hit. You don't mean to have a hit. But you don't want them to think that you weren't hooked up at the time because I was. Not on that gas service because I couldn't find any. And besides, the year we did find it, it was black plastic. Oh. So what can you do? Yeah. No trace or wire. So it was like, I think, a 50-50 with the gas company and the company I was with. We They just split it. Yeah. Because they should have said it should have been on the friends. Yeah, but you should have the prints and they, the old line. It's just a tool to use. Yeah. And I would say, no, a tool is a screwdriver that you can take the screw out or a wrench. They got to be a little bit more accurate. But then I've learned that there's so much stuff in the ground that's abandoned. They got fibers now that are no good. They, they went. Uh, when I was up in uh, Wyoming, there was a pretty big project I was doing. We're putting new fibers in, and they were leaving the fibers in, the old fibers. Yeah. They were just going to leave them. And some of the handholds were like, for this particular comp, were like 12 feet wide. It, it was outrageous. It's wow. something, it was something pretty big. Yeah. For this, and that's all they did. That that was their profession. So, so don't worry about stuff like that now, you know? where they're increasing the fiber, going to 5G and all that, and they're just leaving the old fiber lines in. Yeah, those old old lines that went in, the first generation fiber. Yeah, exactly. 
I was helping a friend of mine. I had a day off and he says, look, uh, you know, and again, I was equipment operator and he goes, I need somebody to work this plow for me because I'm putting in a new five fiber for this company. I said, no problem. You know, he goes, everything's been marked and all he goes, you can double check it. I said, okay, well, I got in it and I'm using the plow. And all of a sudden I look behind me and I can see wires coming up. I was going, what the heck? And it was an, yeah, it was an old abandoned, I think it was a 200 pair, but it was abandoned. And I said, there's nothing you can do. It's, it's no longer on the prints. The guys said they came down and said, it's abandoned. Don't worry about it. But it still makes your heart jump yep. or skip. Yeah. You don't know if it's abandoned or not. So nope. that's what I was saying. It's going to be in a good field to get into, but then it's still going to be hectic. I I enjoyed learning how to do the mapping. I find that to be, you know, where you just use your machine and hit that button and it'll map it up and tell you how far, how deep. So you put what size it is, so you do your gas, your water and all that. I really enjoy that a lot using yeah. that machine. I don't know if you use the GPR. Not yet, but I'd yet. like Have to. You, yeah, it, it's real interesting. You know, you just see wavy lines, and then you'll see the V. And you're going, okay. They go, that's something. I go, what do you mean? Because when I first got into it, I was thinking, well, the GPR is going to tell me which is gas, which is power, which is water. The one that I used didn't tell you that. It just showed something there. And so, okay. So what you learn to do is you make sure you mark everything first. And then you go back using the GPR to see if you see anything else. And sometimes that's where you come up with the abandoned. I don't have, I've been doing a GPR. I probably got about a year experience, but I know some guys have a lot more and I'm sure there's a lot more to it than what I know, but it's, it's what everybody wants now. The GPR. Yeah. When all it does is tell you there's something there. Right. Then you still got to go back. Okay. So now you start looking at poles. Is there a line dropping down one of these poles or can it be a water line? Can it be abandoned? You don't know. After you bring out your post hole diggers. Yeah. Can you tell the, the size of it? Like if it's a conduit or whatnot? Uh, the ones that I've used? No, I did not. Now they got some new ones out. And they can tell you it's going to be water, if it's going to be power, or if it's going to be gas, and they'll tell you the size. Again, the ones that I look like, it's just like a fish finder, yeah. And but it has wavy lines, but then you'll see like a little V in it, and that V is something. Okay. You don't know what it is. No. That's the ones that I was taught on. And yep. then, you know, but I can go out and buy one right now, I think – there's a person up here, down here that has one. I think they want like 12 or 14. Basically the same thing that I was used to. They can get way up there, and, you know, yeah. thirty, forty thousand dollars $40,000. So, and my wife and my daughters asked, are you going to get one? I said, well, it, it depends. If you guys want to stick this out and you're going to do this like I've done it, maybe for the family, yeah. I go, but. That's a lot of money to come up with right now, and I'm hoping to retire in a year and a half. I want to be able to go drive around and see America more instead of working, finding things at it. Yeah. You yeah. know, just enjoy life. <laughs> see the grandkids more. 
Yeah, for sure. Is that what keeps you going every day? That knowing that you're going to retire in a few years? Yeah, it does. And, and, and like I said before, I like it. I enjoy it. I like meeting people. Yeah. I'll come up to some people and I said, oh, well, 811, so I need a private locate because I'm having my fence redone and all that. And I'll drive up there and look at it and there's nothing back here. You know, give me five dollars for gas. I, I, I don't want to. I don't want to be charging people for something that I didn't do. And again, the word of mouth is it, the business I'm getting. Cause I be as honest as possible. I'm front, yeah, up with everybody. I just tell them, you know, you don't need it or you do need it. Yeah. Yeah, you know, I got to do something for a couple of big universities coming up here next week, and. I'm already looking forward to it. I'm going to drive down. It's like a couple hours from me, but I'm going to drive down there and just get a scope. I like to scope things out first. Yeah. You know, see about the the boxes, the power lines, the water lines. And the, they said they're going to white line it for me, which I appreciate it. But then I'm going to call the and get the engineer prints. So I'll have an idea because it's for a university and you sure the heck don't want to hit, get nothing hit in a university no you know they can it can be very expensive when people can't go to classes because they got a hit or something like that and when the university's paid off other people are paid off and you know it's like a chain reaction do you ever do much witching yes yeah i've learned to do that that's like the last resort you know i've had good luck with that up in Wyoming and in Denver, I used it down here in Georgia and in South Carolina, where I were to hook up or anything like that. I knew there was a line going to the house, so I just took my time, witched it, brought out my pulse hole diggers, and I was right. There was something there, so then I was able to mark it. You know, when you get those PVC by trace of wires for the water and stuff, and you can dig it up and then just, you know, almost eye it and then just use your probing rod and just tap it along the way. So yeah. I've seen one of my friends do it, and he'll do it with two. And 99% of the people that I know, they always turn in. And his turns out for something. I thought it's probably because you're bipolar or something. I don't know. Maybe, yeah. <laughs> you know, but I mean, did yours turn in or did yours turn out when you do it? You know, mine turn in. Yeah, and that's why mine always do too. Yeah, they always turn in. It just does the opposite. So, <laughs> but yeah, like I said, and then I I invested some little equipment where you can start doing locates for wires inside the house. Okay. And I just started getting that in the last couple of weeks. And the kits were like $100 on Amazon and stuff like yeah. that. And they seem to do pretty good. You know, you can find a good wire that somebody has an outlet bad or something like that, or the wire's bad, and you can find it. All honesty, I used it for my Volvo for my car. I had a bad wire, and I used that little thing, and it hooked it and found out right where that wire was bad. Yeah. I was impressed with that. Yeah, those are good for the dog fence wires as well to find a break. 
Yeah, and that's one of the reasons why I got it and all that. And but then I'm finding it's they they don't say it's for that. They say it's inside a house or something like that. But I've been finding, and it's good for a car too. Yeah, it, it was well worth the money for those stuff. This way you have every tool you could think of, you know, and then you come up with your own tools or something like that. But that's yeah, yeah. That's all. Yeah, that's cool. Thanks for chatting. Good talking to you. Yeah, you too. Take care. All right, thank you. That concludes today's episode. If you would like to be a guest on this show, please visit ForgotMyTransmitter.com for instructions on how to submit your info. And remember, don't forget your transmitter.